Hello everyone and welcome to the, oh god, what episode is it? I think the 8th eighth, the eighth episode of the game pa- unofficial Game Pass podcast. I am of course your host, Odrin Johnson. I am joined once again by Connor. Hello. And this week we are looking at Batman Arkham Knight, which is um, the game created by Rocksteady Studios, who are most known, uh, I think at this stage now, for their Arkhamverse or Arkham series of games. Um, a phenomenal, uh, I suppose in their case, trilogy, but has four titles in it because... Um, uh, Warner Brothers Montreal did Arkham Origins and are now going to be doing the upcoming Gotham Knights uh, game as well. Um, how do you jump into this game? This is the the most recent game in the series and I think there's two unique perspectives here because you've played all of the Arkham games at this stage now, Connor, uh, and I have played maybe about an hour of Origins, maybe two hours of Asylum, and now I've just played all of Night, which is interesting in a sense. I do know... Um, sort of the story elements or the endings to say like city and whatnot so some elements that we may talk about aren't too jarring and kind of why is this here and why doesn't this why isn't this character real i suppose is one of the things we're talking about um but no i was i was looking forward to playing this i had actually played this game a little bit over christmas i had about 20 percent of it done and but i left it because i just i didn't have the time to play it at the and I'm, i'm sort of one of those people that when you start a very story driven game uh, particularly open world style games um, like this one uh, I tend to if I don't touch it for a while I feel like I have to start from the beginning again because uh, I want to get I want to feel as immersed in the story as I was the first time and with a game like Arkham Knight that can be very daunting because there is a lot of stuff you can go through uh, and that being said I, I finished the full story and I've done a, a good number of the side quests but I'm still only about 70% through the actual full entirety of the game now, I'm not sure how much of that is down to, like, tedious tasks of finding Riddler trophies or whatnot, but um, I know for a fact there's some side quests I still have yet to do. Um, but let's talk a little bit about this, because, you know, Arkham Arkham series is very much a... I, I think it's the first game that kind of made IGN almost a meme, in a sense, because of all the times they used the phrase, it makes you feel like Batman. And then everyone kind of was like, well, what does that even mean? Like, how is that a gameplay mechanic to feel like Batman? Like, I mean, I think the best way someone described it was, I would love to feel like a billionaire. Um, but in a certain sense, I kind of... It's true, though, because I think the Arkham style of combat is very unique to that series. Um, and I think it, it shows, in a sense, because I don't think we're ever going to see a Batman game that can that can really live up to that sort of standard that this Arkham series has now brought upon itself, you know? It's like, um, yeah, the Telltale one I think is good, but obviously it's in a completely different genre of games. So that's going to be occupying a different slot or element. But I don't think there's going to be any games that are going to be trying to do a beat-em-up style game in the Batman, with the Batman IP for quite some time that isn't in some way related to uh, the sort of Arkhamverse or even, you know, one of the companies that worked on the Arkhamverse. And I say that purely because I think Gotham Knights is not related to the current Arkhamverse. I think it's a standalone game. At least that's some that's what I heard. Now I could be completely wrong. Um but that's something we can talk about later on. Um Connor, I, w- I want to get your opinion first of all on the gameplay aspect of this game before we dive into the story because obviously it being the main main selling point. Gameplay aspect. Uh, well, the the oft repeated feel like Batman. I was thinking about this as um, because I knew we were doing Arkham Knight a few weeks ahead. I went and played from Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins was the only one I hadn't played previously, so that was completely new to me. And literally, when I was playing Arkham Asylum, it's like you know I know how to word the feel like Batman thing now. It's like 
it it's not because you know then you're saying well what even is batman when you're playing uh it's not that at all it it gives you in some ways it's why i love halo it puts you in a sandbox and it gives you the tools to play around in and the way it makes you feel like batman is that you can be the batman you want to be you can play it however you want to play it and it, that comes through really in the stealth uh stealth rooms where there are you know armed goons walking around and you've got to dispatch them however you see fit whether it's through environment interaction whether you just go up behind them and choke them out there are so many different ways to play that actually when you're when you walk through a tunnel and the, they all see you and they turn to face you and they go it's batman that's that's why it feels like that when you drop in on them it's like how are you going to encounter this room of enemies and then whatever way you do it it's like a, it's like a role playing where it gives you the tools to be the superhero you want to be which is really important and that, i think that's why it's so successful it's not just a game where it gives you like a very linear uh, button mashing tool. Even the combat's not even button mashing. You uh, you can decide to only counter people. You, um, one of the things I used to do when I was really younger is that I'd just stand with all the thugs around me and I'd wait for one of them to try and hit me. And then it would just be like, look, you're trying to hit me, but you can't even get you you can't even get close. So you might as well give up. And that's the sort of role playing where you can be you can like imagine kind of what batman's thinking and what they're thinking it gives you the tools to role play basically hmm. yeah no that that's that's true in a sense i suppose i didn't really think of it like that um but that is an interesting way you put up put it across because you know i think for a lot of the time when people think about you know role playing in a sense it's very much like um the typical sort of skyrims or fallouts where you have your sort of multi-based dialogue or whatnot but, but a lot of the time i suppose role play in a sense can be just the individual acting out how they think a character would um and i think for certain elements as well since uh bruce wayne or batman in this game is uh obviously integral to the story but he doesn't really have as much of a personality that would make you uh disconnect with him in any of the actions that you may choose to do it's kind of like yes the stuff that he does you would probably do at the same stage but it's how you go about doing that um that is kind of you know you can uh, change and you know uh, manipulate to the way you want to play it and it will have no real overarching uh, difference to how the the overall character would approach it um i i think a game like this though you know um uh, i think the combat in it is fantastic and i think they've developed on a lot of the stuff that made uh, at least to my knowledge what made arkham asylum so good and the titles before that now i haven't played city uh, so i don't really have any opinion on that uh, but i do understand that it's probably i think a lot of people's favorite title in the series um, so I probably will have to go back at some stage and give that a go. Um, one thing I would say about this game is though, and you pointed it out to me because I sent you a message, I think when I was about 20% into the game and I was like, this is amazing. I love this game so much. And you said, uh, yeah, a lot of people's gripes with it though, is that there's, you know, an over, over use or an over reliance on the Batmobile, which is something to the latter half of the game. You really start to feel it's like everything happens to be the Batmobile. And, you know, there's brief moments of, you know, hope. Um, in the story where the Batmobile is immobilized and you think finally I'll get to do some stuff as Batman but then it's like two seconds later you get a brand new Batmobile and you're like what the hell like so um, yeah I, I think 
I think what the I think especially what Rocksteady did was they saw they had a new mechanic that possibly wasn't um able to be fully utilized on say the 360 or the PlayStation 3 and they thought well we need to make the most of this now. And I think what they ended up doing was unfortunately uh creating almost a, a gimmick in the game um that players grew resentful of because of its overuse um because i i find the most enjoyable parts of arkham asylum is like it's much like you know with marvel spider-man on the playstation is when you're just you know soaring through the city you know grappling from building to building and getting to your locations that you know, the batmobile can be i suppose an easy way of just you know okay i want to get here let me just go uh but the the real enjoyment out of it or the real like feel like batman element to it is going across building to building and then maybe encountering a group of thugs along the way or whatnot um but yeah, no, I think the Batmobile as well, though, certain elements, it doesn't handle very well sometimes as well. Like, it feels really clunky at stages, especially, um, like, some of the Riddler sections. Um, uh, like, first of all, I want to say that um, I, I the, the main side quest that I went to do straight away was uh, the Riddler quest in which, you know, he's captured Catwoman and whatnot. Um, and then I just, like, I don't know if it's just because it's a game and they can't really test the player too much but like none of the stuff that enigma does in it are riddles they're just like really awkward obstacle courses um a lot of the time um and i think then is when you really see like like there's such an i i don't know if it's just me who's bad at the driving in the game but there seems to be a real inconsistency in how the batmobile handles so like sometimes you could go around a corner and you know you hold x to drift or whatnot and it feels like you've done a very good sharp turn but then other times you do the exact same thing and you'll kind of swerve out of control um and I, I, I don't know. One of the things I have to say I hated about this game, and I know I'm already getting off to a negative start, but I really do enjoy this game, so I, I will talk about elements that I really uh, liked later on, but the amount of segments in which you're just fighting drone tanks is just ridiculous. I think it's so overdone. And it just it's very convenient for the plotline of Batman that he doesn't kill people because I think, to be honest, if they just put people in those tanks, Batman would have no chance. I don't know why they thought. Like, considering it makes no sense story-wise because the Arkham Knight is, like, held up as, like, this... He knows everything about Batman, which is, you know, a story plot that we'll talk about in the spoiler cast. But, like... <laughs> to then like think like oh what's the best thing we can do with all these tanks make them unmanned so batman doesn't feel bad about shooting them down um and then there's a part later in the game where you come into contact with these um these sort of special tanks that you can only shoot from behind my god are they the worst element of that game i hated them to no point because there's just times where like you'd be fighting seven of them and it's not the fact that it's a difficult element it's just tedious to do and if you die then you have to start again from that segment and there's one point i want to get onto. i don't know if you had this problem with arkham knight but it crashed a lot for me and i don't I, I don't know if it was just a problem on my end yeah like it crashed for me around seven times throughout the entirety of the gameplay and i don't know if this was a regular occurrence on the previous gen consoles or if this is just something that's happened recently but like if you're in the middle of a section like that and then you crash like i almost asked the uh like lost the will to play or to go back and do that again like i'd take a break and i'd be like oh, i do not want to play this right now i don't know so how, how was your you uh, sort of experience with the crashes what were you playing on i was on series x for the entirety of it sorry uh what console you dropped out there i was on the series x for the entirety of it right yeah i was on i was on series x as well it, it froze four times for me and it was it was genuinely surprising because none of the other arkham games uh, to my to my memory uh ever crashed on me hmm. so it was 
it was jarring. It was like, oh man, I because <laughs> you don't want to play a game when you're like forcibly ejected out of it. It almost felt like playing Cyberpunk because of the sluggish cars and the and the freezing. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it was it was never as it was never as bad. Um, there there are there's so much to talk about there though, because I think my if I had to say a favorite, it would probably have to be Arkham Asylum, hmm. just because I love the very tailored experience it's very linear you've got like the kind of claustrophobic hallways uh you've got like the best range of villains you interact with and all Mm -hmm. the interactions are very memorable i i think it, it almost like less is more i feel yeah and they went they went bigger with city and it really worked with city because what they did with the story was really interesting and the story got bigger and you added more villains, I thought it worked really well. Origins, uh, while it wasn't produced by Rocksteady, and I feel like Warner Bros. Montreal probably held back a little bit because they want, didn't want to step on Rocksteady's turf when they were doing Arkham Knight. So it feel it plays very much like an Arkham City uh, clone I mean that's not a very nice thing to call it, but it's a great game. It just it just doesn't differ very much from Arkham City, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to Arkham Knight, they're probably at their most kind of they've they've made the game as as big as they can. They've kind of upped the ante of everything. They've included a Batmobile. The the amount like the range of things you can do to take people out, and the amount of cool things that you can do in combat. It it's just kind of it's kind of like a maximalist building up. This is like what we've been building up to. Just add more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that kind of it while it's cool because there's so much to focus on. It it almost misses that kind of very strict experience of asylum and kind of the atmosphere. Um, I completely agree with what you say about the Batmobile. It, I mean, it for me, I love when cars and games feel slightly sluggish and uh, they feel like kind of old beasts that you really have to uh, tame and they kind of drift around the corner and they're really heavy and they've got like a weight to them. I love that. I, I did kind of like the driving in, in Cyberpunk. It, it's very reminiscent kind of the sluggish um, starting vehicle you start off with in Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. Um, However, while I didn't didn't ever really feel absolutely fatigued with the Batmobile in this game, I I, I do think they've overused it in the missions. But I have to say that by the point you get to this game, you've had three Arkham games where they've pretty much exhausted the possibilities in terms of stealth... uh, predator rooms and uh and, and combat which you know while they've expanded upon in this game remain very largely the same kind of thing so if they do rely on the batmobile in this game it's because this this is the one kind of different gameplay element that you've got in the arkham series and they really went to town with it mm-hmm. um i didn't feel so much fatigue as i did frustration and it is with, as you say, like the the Cobra tanks that you have to get up behind them and and lock on and you know wait until 
the little reticule reticle um goes to like a, a diamond to shoot them and especially with the cobra tank boss as well uh mm. that that was like a murderous boss for me because while the the theory behind it is fine but then the sections where you have to drive away from something just because the driving in the batmobile while it's great for going about the city because you're like when you're crashing into things it just feels like you're driving like this beast like this hulk of a, a machine when you have to do like precise turns and get away from something it really shows like how badly you maneuver that thing like it mm. is just utterly frustrating because you're just i mean you're just asking to be dead <laughs> yeah no one of the things I, I kind of thought was a really um and i don't know if this was a limitations thing or this was the sort of a time crunch thing but i don't know why they didn't implement some use for the batwing because, you know, it drops off, you know, various upgrades for your vehicle throughout the entirety of the game. And I can think of one particular very important segment of the game, you know, particularly which inhibits you from even touching the ground that you might think the Batwing might come in handy at that stage. Um, so, again, I, like, there's just some elements of the game that, like, yes, I, I, I do agree with you. Like, I think... I think if I was to go and play City, it, it may feel like, yes, there's a couple of things that I don't have in Arkham Knight, but I wouldn't feel too left out um, if I didn't play Knight uh, after City. I feel like I would have gotten most of that out of City. Um, and the same with maybe Origins, at least in my memory, Origins was kind of very much this open world stuff that I kind of am kind of used to now with Arkham Knight. Um, but yeah, no, I just think there's just some, there's elements that like, Yes, they seem interesting, as you mentioned on paper, but when they're brought in, they just seem so illogical, uh, both from like a story perspective and from a gameplay perspective uh, as to why certain things are the way they are. Because um, there is elements in this game that I think, um, and this is kind of delving a little bit into story and narrative as well. Um, like there's parts of this story that are really well done um, and particularly the identity of the Arkham Knight, which I think for a lot of people, like it was no surprise when it happened. Uh, I was just kind of more interested into how they were going to then uh, handle that once it was revealed. Um, but I think I knew very early on that it was going to be who it was. Uh, and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that. Um, but I, one thing I would say, though, is like story wise, there's certain elements that is done really well. Like, you know, there's um, there's a particular section where you're going into Ace Chemicals and you have to res rescue a couple of firefighters. Um, or is it no it's it's biochemist or whatever you have to rescue sorry um, and there's one element where you're saving this guy and the Arkham Knight drops in with a group of forces and he's kind of explaining that you know don't aim for the bat symbol aim for I think it's the shoulders and then the gaps where the plates meet or something like that and like that's really good because that's good character building and it makes sense that you know he would point that out and then there's also the bit later on as well where it's like oh he doesn't kill people so wear these bomb strapped vests on but like that 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 is never brought up again that once you disarm that one dude you never see people with these bomb vests on ever again like you kind of think like well what was the point in introducing that element was it kind of yes it's kind of a nice little uh uh, not the idea that Batman doesn't kill but then it's just like well yeah but like you've done nothing with it and again I, I mentioned the 
the drone tanks, why aren't they manned by people if it's kind of, you know, the Batmobile is this big problem apparently for them and they just don't see the idea that, you know, if we just throw people at it. Not to mention, I think I think it's a really lazy way that they've done the way in which you hit people. Uh, they just kind of fly off into the distance, electrocute. It's like, yes, that's that person is still dead. Like they they have been hit by a, like a car going at like 60, 70 miles an hour. Like, so it's not like anything is like off limits. I, I think it's really funny. And I was having this conversation there recently because um, there's, there's such uh, obviously I think in comics and in like movies, you can kind of get away with the trope of, okay, Batman doesn't kill because you don't need to have him like fighting a load of like people at the one time. And there's no element where the, where the viewer is in control of what Batman does. So you can't really like, you can't be like, oh, what would happen if Batman just went up and like shot this person? So like there's, there's bits they've obviously got to go around. And this, this shows up a lot as well in the Spider-Man games as well, because like Spider-Man flings people off buildings and it's just like, well, this guy's definitely dead. But then like, I think there's an, an interesting mechanic in which they've, if someone goes too far off the ground or something, an automatic web will just come in and web them up onto a wall or something, so they're not dead. But uh, I think I think Batman very much uh, runs into the category that I would kind of describe as um, we won't kill you, but we'll paralyze you from the neck down sort of gang, uh, which is like, <laughs> at that point, like, are you really, like, making much of a difference? Um, I think I think it's, it's interesting, though. I think there was just, I think, yeah, I like it, and I like... Um, like, first of all, I want to acknowledge, I think it'd be very difficult to make a bad Batman game because Batman, by nature, I think out of any superhero has the best roster of villains you could probably think of. Like, because I think if you were to mention, like, like I think you could probably name at least five villains from Batman off the top of your head, probably more. I don't think you can do that with people like, I don't know, like Iron Man or like Superman. I think maybe you could think of General Zod, Lex Luthor, and then that's about it, really. And then for like Iron Man, maybe the Iron Monger, but like, who the hell? Like, it's just, <laughs> so it's like with Batman, you've got like, you know, even someone as like, you know, as B-Tech as like Clayface is an interesting character. Like, you don't get that in many other sort of uh, forms of media with regards to superheroes. Um, and I think the Arkham universe has done a really good job at staying first of all like comic book accurate to those characters in terms of their visual design but also kind of keeping them a bit modern with the way they want to portray that universe but then also being really good narrative wise with how they portray those stories so like um well i mean i mean maybe the end of arkham asylum is a little questionable but bar that like there's a lot of like really good nuanced storytelling and i think they i think in general like they've done very well at adapting you know um beloved fan favorite comic stories like in this in this game you'll probably um there's references to um elements of uh, the red hood um with the death of jason todd there's bits i think it oh what's the other comic i think it references i mean there's a bit about uh from the killing joke because uh, you see a flashback to when barbara gordon is shot so th there's there's lots of th i think they've done it really well uh, and they've made a gritty game that uh, at the same time is fun to play so they've they've striked the balance of keeping batman dark but also an engaging player experience um kind of kind of on story wise though what did you think of the whole premise because obviously it's no spoiler obviously scarecrow is the main villain of this game and scarecrow is a hit or miss character for me because the way he's being portrayed in like certain elements of like uh, media or whatnot uh, he's either you know really well done or just lacks or just people kind of think like oh well he's this guy with a mask um, I, I didn't really like his iteration in the Nolan Batman films. I think he's kind of poor in that sense. He's kind of just a side character, but he's kind of put center stage here. So I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on it. Well, the Scarecrow we see in this game is very different to the Scarecrow we see in Arkham Asylum. 
it's it becomes impossible to sort of relate them both. I think that the one in Arkham Asylum, obviously we couldn't see his face, we could only see the mask. So it it sort of dehumanizes him and makes him something other. Um and every time we fight him he's he's in the vision as like a huge scarecrow where you have to kind of get round without without you appearing in his gaze and, and shine a bat symbol onto him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that scarecrow a lot. Um but it it didn't have the weight or the impact that this scarecrow does. So I think this this scarecrow in this game is voiced by I think um I, I might get the name wrong, I think John Noble who um quite a famous actor who was in Fringe and he also he was also in LA Noir as well. Um I don't know if I've got that name right at all. <laughs> but uh his voice is amazing, his his acting's great. I really love uh what he's done with Scarecrow, but it it, it is jarring going from Arkham Asylum to Arkham Knight and, and seeing this scarecrow because it's completely unlike the other one. Um the the actual design of Scarecrow, I think it, because he gets uh, mauled by Killer Croc in the first one due to Batman chasing Scarecrow into mm-hmm. the sewers. So I think he's actually fashioned his face to look like his old mask, which I don't know if like that's medically impossible because like there's like skin missing from his face and you can see his teeth. Uh, it's like. <laughs> really quite grim uh but it works it's a very cinematic very dark very intense scarecrow and i liked it a lot the one thing that disturbed me a little is that the the similar sounding voices of scarecrow in this game to the voice of hugo strange in arkham city is every time i heard scarecrow's voice to begin with i thought it was hugo strange Hmm. i was just like i don't know the the voices were very similar um, and I hadn't quite associated John, if that's his name, John Noble's um, voice in my head yet with Scarecrow. Yeah. That said, I love that Scarecrow is the main villain of this game because I think he's always he like it's nice to see him in the spotlight a little bit. His his kind of his place in this game is a little overshadowed by a different character who I don't know if we're going to talk about because. It, to to talk about them would sort of reveal a spoiler Hmm. um but certainly when you're exposed to uh scarecrow's fear toxin uh, i think i think we can talk about it it's not that far into the game you think yeah i think it because i think anyone (laughs) will know if they've seen anything to do with arkham knight that he's in it well anyway yeah it's hard not to talk about him. Hmm. Joker plays a like a large part of this game, uh, and obviously he he died at the end of Arkham City. So the way that they've had to incorporate him in the plot is, I think it's clever. I think it works. Unfortunately, my my point was just that every time you're exposed to Scarecrow's fear toxin, all it does is provoke. Uh, the Joker to come into those gameplay moments where it's just like you know you go from the beginning where you're a police officer exposed to to Scarecrow's fear toxin in a diner uh, which is a fantastic opening by the way other than uh, seeing Joker's body cremated and actually getting to do it on the controller 
and you know the monstrous figures that you see when you're exposed to that toxin it's really scary and it reminds you of scarecrow like aesthetically then to have scarecrow's fear toxin bring out the joker in you every time it's just like well you know i like that you've given scarecrow the spotlight but actually joker's kind of taking over kind of every moment that scarecrow has to shine so it's it's like a double-bladed sword mm-hmm. um double-edged sword um I like the Arkham Knight. I think the reveal is well done. Um, I will say that due to this game's kind of... I think it expects you to do a lot of the side missions, which is where the other villains kind of reside in their own uh, off, off, kind of off-the-main-track stories. Mm-hmm. If you're playing Arkham Asylum or you're playing Arkham City... The main storylines of those games take you around kind of all the different characters and villains in the Batman universe in a really satisfying way. And if you're playing Arkham Knight, it's very apparent that if you're just playing the main storyline, you're exposed to kind of very quite strictly Scarecrow, the Arkham Knight, and the the instances of the Joker. And... (laughs) I think when you look back at this game, if if you don't do the side missions, you're going to think of it as, oh, the the one where you're fighting Scarecrow, the Arkham Knight, and their unlimited army of drones the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that is true, I suppose. I I think that's one of the the almost difficult elements of trying to do an open world game is that, yes, you have a very core story that you kind of need to tell, uh, and then you have your sort of side missions, which I think works well for anything that isn't really batman to be honest or at least similar to that sense because you've got so many iconic villains that you know even if they're in a small side quest they're going to be memorable like i think at least for two-face i think the entire side quests for him are just very much uh, stopping a few bank robberies uh, but the the whole i think weight of which that character holds is uh, already intriguing to anyone who's a batman fan or even even just a like a standoffish superhero fan will know kind of that iconic look of Two-Face. Um, so yeah, I, I, I take that as a point and I think it's it's difficult. I think, I think it's only a problem to this game, I, I think, or at least it's only a problem to sort of games that have a similar sort of standing in media history like Batman. Um, I think, I think it'd be similar if we had like a Star Wars open world game and like one of, and like you're very much like, I don't know, maybe the f- thing was very much focused on, um, like let's say for example if we had Jedi Fallen Order and the main story went the way it did and then there were certain I don't know side quests where you could go and visit Yoda or you could go and visit Obi-Wan it'd be like yeah if you didn't experience them probably wouldn't get the full experience of that game um, because of those sort of small characters that are so integral to sort of external factors in that universe or in that media or whatnot Um, but saying that though I think I really I really do enjoy the sort of the main story like the one with uh with regards to say uh the joker arkham knight and scarecrow and i like the dynamic between the arkham knight and scarecrow i think it's really interesting because i think they've got uh, polar opposite sort of agendas or at least styles in which they want to complete those agendas but it's the one hatred of batman that kind of brings them together um 
I think particularly mm. as well, I think the voice cast in this is amazing. And I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, uh, I think you mentioned to me the other day that obviously 12 Minutes has, I think, Willem Dafoe and like Mark Hamill and a load of different people in it. Um, and only kind of going back to this, then I realized, well, you know, like a load of games have had, you know, fantastic actors in them um, that are, you know, known for, say, stuff in like the film and TV industry, like Mark Hamill voices the Joker in this, you know, Kevin Conroy still voices Batman. Those are the kind of the two iconic voices for those characters, I think, from the animated series anyways. So people have the most sense of like, if you were to hear the Joker, or hear Batman, that is the voice you would want to hear. And um, obviously, you know, uh, Video game voice actor extraordinaire Troy Baker is also in this game. He plays the Arkham Knight. Um, and I think he also plays Two-Face as well. Um, so there's like, I mean, yeah, you've got your mix of like, you know, I suppose the man who makes up 50% of the games industry and like other actors as well. Um, Laura Bailey's also in it at one point. I'm not sure exactly which role she plays. It might be Oracle, but I don't think so. Um but yeah, no, I, I like the way... I think the one thing I'm kind of disappointed about this game is there's elements in which there's sort of team-up gameplay, uh, which I'm not sure you can kind of verify this. Was this sort of established as sort of a normal thing in Arkham City? Um, what, what Are you talking explicitly about the combat where um, you're able to team takedown? Yeah. So... I'm just trying to remember, actually. It wasn't present in Origins or Asylum. I believe it's new to this game because in in City, I, I do think Robin... Let me think. Robin, Nightwing, Catwoman are present, but I don't think there's... If there's any a time where like you're fighting alongside them i don't think there's like a team takedown mechanic at least it didn't stand out to me because that was one of that was one of the things that sort of i was going to criticize because every time we run into a new character you can kind of switch between batman and catwoman or batman and robin batman and nightwing Mm -hmm. uh and and literally every time it's like well i've got a new character let me just play as robin let me just play as catwoman i and then you've got this team takedown thing where every time you you build up enough of the bar, you can take down an enemy together, and then it switches your your character. And literally every time it's just like, no, I just want to play as the new character. Like, let me play as Batman the rest of the time. <laughs> um, and also in the stealth sections is this really weird thing where you can like, I had kind of callbacks to Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where you can order assassins to kind of fall on and assassinate like people mm-hmm. from far away except in this one you call kind of robin or batman to take out a thug and then you get put into the person doing the takedown which to me isn't very helpful like it completely nulls the point of me even doing that because then it just puts me in as much danger as um i would have been i don't see the i don't see the point of it personally uh so i i found those gameplay moments not like an interesting thing to add but i think they could have been implemented better yeah i i even think with their implementation they're used so rarely as well that is almost disappointing in a sense because i think if you were to go through sort of the base campaign first of all you only meet nightwing like once and then he's just gone for the rest of the game and i think the same goes for um i think it's tim drake's robin isn't it 
Yes. Yeah, and then the same, I think, if you do the Riddler side quests, you'll see a lot of Catwoman, but bar that, not really at all. Uh, which I think is sort of disappointing anyway, because I, I believe she played kind of a pretty big role in Arkham City, did she not? She did. She had a whole, she had a whole campaign that if you either pre-ordered the game or or bought the game new, you got the code inside to have Catwoman's campaign. Um, I believe if you get the Return to Arkham sort of remastered pack and play through them as I have done, her missions are now um, kind of interwoven into the main storyline of Batman Arkham City, which I thought presented a, a sort of a pacing problem in that there are some points where there, there's like a cliffhanger and you want to know it immediately what happens next to Batman. And then mm-hmm. there's, there's like this Catwoman mission shafted in. You're like, oh, for <laughs> show me what's <laughs> happening to Batman. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. I, I, I like playing as, as Catwoman and, and ha- her having her own missions, which is great, you know, being able to do her own stealth and her own combat. And she even had her own... Uh, abilities to upgrade which i saw yeah i definitely like that i think that that's one thing to really look forward to with gotham knights which i believe is is a a sequel set in the arkhamverse mm-hmm. um because in that game uh made by warner bros montreal because rocksteady will be making their suicide squad uh kill the justice league which is also a set in the arkhamverse um <laughs> It will be quite interesting because you've got four characters. You've got Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Batgirl, who you can uh, choose to play as and um, switch between, I think, at at most points. And, and the premise of, of that upcoming game, which is now pushed to next year, mm-hmm. um, is that Bruce Wayne... Um, I think that Bruce Wayne is either dead or missing or, or, or presumed dead by by the Bat family. And they're all going to fight crime in his place. It is the premise of that game, yeah. uh, which is quite interesting because I mean it, it gives you kind of that choice to play as them, which you don't get in this game, which is good. Um, but yeah, I agree. But Batman's reluctance—I mean, his absolute dedication on working alone and reluctance to let Robin or or anyone help in this game—is is frustrating. And not only in terms of of story, but also in, in terms of gameplay, you know, when you'd want to have that kind of yeah. that variation of gameplay. Like it doesn't always have to be kind of the mix between Batman section and Batmobile section. Like imagine if we got like a full fully fledged Robin section. Mm. Although I, I will say I do believe there is DLC, like a Arkham episodes where you can play as um Harley, Azrael, Nightwing, Red Hood and Catwoman. So, I mean, that's there as an add-on, but it's not part of the main campaign. Yeah. No, I would have even liked to have seen, because obviously there's um, certain, you know, key most wanted people you can go after um, as side quests. I would have loved to have seen if they'd even just, for the Penguin side quest, to just make that solely Nightwing. Because I think that would have been interesting sense, because that's where you meet him, first of all, and it's all established that he's been tracking down Penguin for a while with regards to shipping weapons and whatnot to Bloodhaven. So it would have been nice to have made that his own thing. Because even if, even if Batman, because obviously Batman is like, you know, fighting like Scarecrow and everyone else that night. So he's got his, a load on his plate. So, you know, it would have made even story sense to have it just be Nightwing as well. And it would have given the player maybe a bit of a range of what they wanted to do as well. Um. Because it very much seems like, at least when I'm playing, that the story progresses 
as Batman kind of shows up to things. It's not really like stuff happens around you. Like there's a, I think there's a good, uh, there's a good di- distinction between an open world that feels lived in and an open world that's kind of solely there to be explored by the player. Um, because if, if an open world is lived in, you know, stuff's going to be happening regardless. Like I would like to see if there was some consequence to you maybe, uh, not, um, not tracking down Firefly when he's burning down a police, uh, burning down a fire fire station or whatnot. Maybe there was something to that, or maybe it was like brought up in dialogue. Oh, some other character had to go and do that. Maybe it might have been uh, Azrael stopped this person, or uh, Nightwing stopped whoever. I think that would have been that would have been an interesting uh, sort of mechanic to play it because uh, to me it kind of seems like yes, there's so much depth that can be explored in this world, but it's very much just like it feels like stuff only happens if you're around it like i think it epitomizes the whole thing of like if a tree falls in the wood like does it do you does anyone really hear it like like nothing seems to happen in this world unless you seem to be there um which i mean i don't know again i I might be making excuses for them in some sense but i kind of feel like maybe it was down to they had so much to do that they had to really focus on the main story first because like this game has a lot of stuff in it um and I've heard a lot of praise, especially for the DLC in this game. Uh, I know people speak very highly of it because I think, uh, I think, I think, it, like obviously you mentioned, it expands the story and allows you to play as different characters. So it's offering you like a fresh take, a fresh mechanics on sort of a, a core, um, a core combat system. Um, so there's lots of difference and variety in that aspect. Um, so there's there's definitely a load of creativity a load of creativity with Rocksteady like they, they they I think they've got it in bucket loads like I think maybe sometimes they try to overextend themselves and then by doing that they end up as we mentioned earlier and this kind of maybe loops it around is they end up prolonging mechanics such as like the Batmobile or whatnot that people aren't too fond of for the sake of having to get from story point A to story point B um but yeah um i'm kind of struggling what else is there to talk about with this game i think actually i have to mention some elements uh, the game's music is really good i think there's a i think particularly in the scripted moments is when you is when you get a get a good taste of it um there's definitely elements uh of it that take you i think story-wise there's a lot of stuff that takes you by surprise even if there is even if that is coupled by a lot of stuff that seems extremely predictable uh and we'll get onto that in the spoiler cast i think a little bit more um I don't know if there's if there's kind of much more you want to add to this uh, sort of non-spoiler, the spoiler-free review, or if you want to keep it for the spoiler cast, Connor. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can talk about this game in a, in a general sense and feel like what they've added. Um, your point about the, the open world not feeling very lived in, I feel like that, that particular point was most apparent in Arkham Origins. I think Arkham... Asylum did it well because you'd be backtracking through various parts of the asylum and like a new event or encounter would take place in those places where you'd already been, um, which felt like, you know, it felt awesome because it felt like the the environment was constantly changing and the, the criminals were getting further in their plans all the time. Arkham City, they obviously allowed themselves, as this game does, to do what it does because a, a section of the city has been cut off from Gotham so that the criminals inhabit that part of the city. So there's there doesn't have to be kind of live streets or anything. And, and in this game, it, it's assumed that most, if not all, of the civilians of Gotham have, have evacuated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's most apparent in Arkham Origins, which is supposed to take place on Christmas Eve in Gotham, because there's like literally no one on the streets but the the police department and the and the criminals. It's exactly like Arkham City. You're just thinking, hey, where is everyone? <laughs> there's no cars on the road. Like I know it's Christmas Eve, but you still see cars on the road. Uh, so I I mean it works in the other games. In that game, that's a it's a particular blind spot, but um, mm-hmm. I will say in in this game, like f- the amount of stuff at your disposal, it, it, I mean, it's the biggest Batman game. If you want like the kind of the most expansive, most cinematic Batman game, this Arkham Knight is the game to play. And I, I, and of course, it's it's like current gen, so obviously you're gonna want to play it. I mean, I don't know why why it crashed so much on our series exit I, um i even reinstalled it thinking you know maybe it didn't install properly uh and then it crashed again so it's like well this is just peculiar because i i think rocksteady is is better than that and like certainly all the other games played fine so i i don't i can't say why hmm. um the combat feels really good because I've gotten to a place with a combat where I'm not very good at the combat in Arkham Asylum because, or, or maybe if I went back, I would be, but that combat does feel challenging but fair. Arkham City and Arkham Origins, I got to a point where I'd, I'd basically mastered that those combat systems. Like I knew what to expect. I knew what to do to to win every time. I think this game does a brilliant job of introducing so many different types of enemies where they all play their role in the combat very well mm-hmm. and there's because of the abundance of objects and types of enemy around you uh you can be doing well and then obviously i've, I've spoken about this in uh in a, in a previous episode of uh, yakuza i think no maybe another one where you kind of get into the flow of combat and you're doing really well and then a stray hit will knock you out and and send you back to to the beginning and you'll lose your combo and there's so often in the combat where you can get a stray hit because there's just so many variables, like pure abundance in this game. But the combat is very interesting because you've now got charging enemies which will tackle you and you'll have to beat beat off you. You'll have kind of you know have environment interactions so you can like cut a a light like a lamp and fall into like someone's face, which is awesome every time. Uh, you can have Batmobile assisted takedowns uh, where like a, a riot suppressing round is shot into the enemy. Uh, I do agree with you. The Batmobile running into people at high speeds and shooting <laughs> kind of suppressive rounds at kind of a high velocity doesn't really seem like the Batman who does not kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll we'll skip over that point. So the combat feels good it feels challenging if if you feel like you've mastered the previous games and you get to this one it certainly knocks you back uh and and forces you to to step up which is fantastic um the stealth sections the stealth sections i actually got a little bit frustrated with in this game uh, because i found them really for no i found them really rewarding in arkham asylum because the ability to smash through like a ceiling window onto an enemy or uh, spray explosive gel and blast that wall into them and just go around and kind of annihilate them one by one. Again, I think it's that less is more thing 
where it's just like I get to take out these enemies how I want and if I do it well I won't be seen. Arkham City introduced a few more things where they have jammers so you have to uh, take out certain people first and there's kind of more elements. I think by the time you get to this game and there's like sentry turrets, drones, uh, scanners that can detect if you're using detective mode, mines that can be placed on gargoyles, uh, it, it almost feels like the enemies have too much and it especially when they're all in groups and they're all going to be able to see me is like, I don't know how to tackle them and and this is a question I, I will put to you because like how do you tackle a, a stealth mission because I always feel like what I'll do is I'll try and pick them off one by one with just a, a silent takedown if I can I'll hide in grates I'll hide on gargoyles if I can get down to spray explosive gel, I will. But there's not m many opportunities where I feel I can do that just because they're going to see me. And so what I ended up doing, just because I didn't feel the game rewarded me enough for for playing smartly, and maybe I should have played on the hard difficulty rather than normal, is that most of the time I will just go down, like drop a smoke pellet, grapple their guns off them and just punch them. <laughs> like, least obvious way always get shot very high risk of dying but i mean i'm lazy how, how are you gonna how are you gonna reward me and force me into playing smartly but um how would you usually take out a room it's interesting in a sense i think um i try to stay i suppose silent most of the time um i definitely think that there's like i think if you get down to one or two i might just go in and finish them off but like I think there's a weird sense because sometimes the AI in this game can be kind of stupid. Um, like, because I remember very much near the end game, um, <laughs> it was, there was one room I was in and it had two, uh, two vent entry points. And I went into one and there was about a group of three people walked into the room. I silent took down one while the other two were looking at me and they didn't react until I had finished the takedown. I then hopped back into the vent and went over to the other one. And then waited like two seconds until they like completely just stopped looking for me. And then I took down another one and then rinsed and repeated for the other the, the other two. Like, so I don't know. The, the AI can be really weird at times. But then there's sometimes where I feel like when I'm engaged in combat and especially near the end point um, and like uh, like you're fighting like near the end uh, before you finally encounter Scarecrow again, um, you're 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 attacked by like a large group of enemies in the open um and like there's times where because whenever i was fighting i used to always try and prioritize the medics because uh once you take them out there's no chance of any of the people you've taken down getting back up again um and the one gripe i have with arkham asylum is that sometimes i feel like when i'm going to punch one character it doesn't register for that person. So I end up hitting someone who I just don't want to hit. Like, and especially that gets really annoying when the, when the electrified baton characters are brought in or the characters that are just, you know, electrically charged because you don't want to touch them. Uh, and, and I don't intend on doing that. Um, but it's really annoying. And there's elements as well where you probably are beating someone and then you click the counter button, but it doesn't register a certain elements. So you feel like you've really been hard done by when you get hit. Um, and then obviously all that chips away and you end up dying. So I think for the large point of the time, especially near the end game, it just came. About, it just became about, you know, abusing like the mechanics that weren't 
uh, that were broken in certain elements. So whether the AI wasn't particularly strong, um, like most of the gadgets are kind of useless when you're in like big scale combat. Like they're good for like, um, like the disruptor is good for, you know, disabling certain uh, weapons and whatnot. Um, I think the explosive gel, as you mentioned, is quite good in certain areas as well, especially when you upgrade it a bit more. I think you can just put it on the floor and it'll get an instant takedown if someone walks over it. Um, but like, bar like the batarang when someone's charging at you, you don't find yourself using that material uh, ever again. Uh, which I think is really disappointing. I would like to see more uses of it. Uh, like one one factor I thought was really useless in this game, which I got a lot of fun out in Arkham Asylum, was the remote batarang. Like you never use it. Um, like I, I always thought that like to me anyways, that was always sort of one of the staple gadgets of the Arkham universe, like was the remote batarang because it was used for so many puzzles in the originals. But now you just don't really, you don't really see it as much unless you're doing like a Riddler uh, side quest or whatnot. Um but like, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I didn't, there wasn't really any way I I approached it. It was just kind of the easiest way to do it because sometimes the combat felt, uh, yeah, it feels satisfying when you like, I don't know, you get a no hit bonus from, you know, fighting a lot of people. But like, that's, that's so few and far between, especially late game in certain elements and in one particular boss fight with the Arkham Knight. Um, like, you just feel like everything's against you because they seem to have just laser accuracy every one of the the enemies and i get that they're trained soldiers and whatnot but even the criminals have that as well like so you're kind of like well how do i win here like you know batman doesn't feel very batman in certain areas of the time um and, yeah, and some some ways actually batman could face stormtroopers yeah but like in some ways though I, I do want to say it's kind of good in a sense because it does ground it a, a bit more and it makes you think about what you're trying to do and i feel like it would be a lot better uh this it would feel a lot more rewarding if it wasn't for the fact that some elements of the combat are fundamentally either quite broken or just don't work in the way i think they're intended to um like i, I don't know I, maybe i'm describing it poorly um but i certain that's certainly the, the sort of impression i got with it anyways mm, yeah i i do get what you what you're saying i i certainly found myself i will say in the stealth mission to go back to your exploiting the the great uh, I did have that moment where you know you go back and you hide, you take out another one, and you do that until like five people are incapacitated. It's just like yeah, I'm I'm being super lazy here, but it works. And I think unfortunately the game does have that problem. Is like if you have a lazy fix, you kind of rest on it. Hmm. And so at the end, like I was using the the voice uh, imitator to kind of you you can imitate sort of Harley or Arkham Knight's voice and, and it will work on their thugs and you can say, oh, go check that grate over there and then you can just take them down from a gargoyle or something uh, once they're under you. Mm. Uh, it, it was only... It was at its worst in Arkham Origins where you had a, a sort of... a gun that could shoot grapple lines because you could shoot a connection onto an enemy's back shoot the other half onto a gargoyle and the force of them being kind of um uh bungeed into that that gargoyle would destroy them and you had like kind of three shots of that so you could just do that like three times and that would be three enemies instantly out uh i do like the disruptor although i have to say if there's only three enemies left you're just gonna like disable their guns and go down on them um 
go down on them was not the right choice of words there. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I, I think, <laughs> uh, the, I think one of the coolest things in this game is that the enemies do often react to what you're doing. I think that if you leave an enemy who can scan to detect your detective mode being on as the last person and you leave detective mode on and you stand behind them, uh, they kind of go, oh, see, I, I'm, I'm getting his location. And then he says, oh, it doesn't make sense. It says he's right behind me. And then they turn around and you knock them out. Like, that is awesome. I, I, I love that, you know, the, the options, kind of the abundance of options that you can do is great. But I don't ever feel compelled to use the full range of options just because I think it's it's partly a failure of the environments to encourage that sort of play mm-hmm. um and maybe they just wouldn't be realistic if they had kind of all the kind of nooks and and walls that you'd want to see if if you were going to take out a whole army of enemies with all the tools at your disposal but at most times it just felt like the environments were kind of incomprehensibly claustrophobic and and really hard to to navigate in in a stealthy way and what you're saying with the combat i think i never use explosive gel in combat i use the back grapple a lot especially on people with guns especially if i just want i want to do that scorpion thing was like come over here uh i use the batarangs quite a bit i use the electric shock things on the enemies where it it um encourages you to but other than being encouraged, I will, yeah, you just kind of take them out one by one. I, I know that you get kind of more XP for, for gadget variation and the same with the stealth takedowns. But other than XP, I feel, I don't know, I don't know how you would implement a way to encourage people to play more um, with experimentation. I suppose that'd be a, a question for the developers that they're probably always asking themselves. Um, the Batmobile gameplay is probably the only thing. There's one of the, one of the things we've talked about most, but the only thing that I haven't really delved deep on, probably because it feels very simple in its kind of. It it feels very much like a Halo Scorpion where you're kind of shooting the the main tank blast and then you've got a little machine gun. And you're kind of going from drone to drone. I usually focus on uh, shooting at the turrets and you charge up abilities that you can use. I will say probably the the most times I died in this game were probably in the Batmobile combat areas. Hmm. Just because I was so focused on shooting the different tanks that I didn't. I wasn't even looking at my health and I wasn't even looking at the missiles that were locked onto me that you can shoot before they hit you. Uh, I, I was constantly stunned at how quickly... <laughs> The, the armor on the Batmobile went down. But um, I think what this game introduced, especially the like the fear multi-takedowns, I will say like as soon as my girlfriend like saw a bit of the gameplay, like she watched from the very beginning of the game to the to the very end. She wouldn't let me play the main story without her at all. She was like entirely gripped and like how cinematic all the takedowns were um she loved watching it because for, for her it felt like watching a, a batman film i think that 
that's what this game does really well. It's just the abundance of mechanics they introduce, the tools at your disposal, and it's like their biggest, most cinematic Batman game. Mm. Um, but that, that feels like I've probably exhausted it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I think that's probably a good point to end on for the episode. Um, I think uh, to summarize it up, I think I think we both would uh, give it our endorsement. I think it's uh, it's worth playing. I think I think it's the only Arkham game that's actually on Game Pass as well. Um, which I, again, I I don't know how that exactly works, uh, considering the other uh, Arkham Asylum and City are both done by Rockstar. So maybe it's just an agreement for the one. Um, um, well, the the actual remasters of Asylum and City, uh, they weren't. They weren't remastered by Rocksteady. They were done by a, a different studio. And then Arkham Origins is backwards compatible, but only on disc. It's not available mm-hmm. digitally. So it may just be like a... It may... I don't know. It may just be a Rocksteady agreement to have Arkham Knight on there. And it is the current gen uh, Arkham game. So Yeah. Um. Although, again, well worth the look. I think even if you're not a Batman fan, I think you'll find something out of the combat. Even if you're just a, an average sort of DC or superhero fan, I think you'll enjoy it and it'll be worth the while. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to finish up by saying, uh, you know, I plug it at the end of every episode, but we always have a Discord. So the top link in the description, you can go and talk to us over there about anything to do with Game Pass or games related uh, content. Um, we also have links to all our social media platforms down below. Uh, and with that being said, you know, you've listened to us for an hour, so you're obviously a dedicated viewer, so you should go and <laughs> go and check those out. Um, we will see you all in the next episode, which will be a spoiler cast review uh, of the Arkham uh, of Arkham Knight. So if you want to go and play it in the meantime and then come back to that episode, feel free. So we will talk to you all then.